On today's first round KO, we talk a lot of NBA. I mean, a lot of NBA. Like, I didn't think we were going to talk that much NBA, but we talked a lot of NBA. Then towards the end, we do talk a little bit about the state of professional wrestling, about AEW and WWE. And at the end, we end, we talk a little bit about Major League Baseball, mostly just the Milwaukee Brewers and their big new extension. Let's get it. They are watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on a move with it. They are watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. I'm gonna move with it. Yeah, Welcome to the most must hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to first round ko i'm your host ko aka howard j dingers and i'm joined as always by mr hansen mclevin why do you keep letting me come on the show man <laughs> i need <laughs> I feel, someone to talk i feel to. like i'm wrecking your ratings or something like <laughs> nah the ratings went down the shitter a while ago Ah, uh, okay then we're good we're good nah, we're good i think uh you know i i just don't know <laughs> Who knows? But I don't care. I'm here. We're here. We're here to talk about sports because we like to talk about sports. And that's all that matters. <laughs> True. Uh, before we get started, we should probably talk about our beverages today. Absolutely. What do you got going? So I have this new thing that we have at my place of work. And it's called Recover 180. And it's apparent, It's supposed to. It's called Functional Hydration. I, I think you should remind people where you work and why this is relevant. So I work at a liquor store. <laughs> there we go. There we <laughs> so go. So we have quite a bit of product. Quite a different. Quite a bit of different products that help you rehydrate, right? So, oh yeah, I forgot that one's recorded. Whatever, <laughs> we'll fix that later. Yeah, you can just yeah, turn that off. We're now. good. We're good. Um, I'll take it out. But anyway, so we just got this a few weeks ago. It's not big or anything, but I tried a different flavor, and I want to say it's like an aqua berry flavor, and it's super good. It's like I don't know the flavor, and this one's even pretty good. It's a uh, this one's blood orange. But like the flavor, it's like su it's a super strong flavor. It's not like a Powerade that's watered down. It's like a very, it's a very strong, <laughs> it's a very strong and potent flavor. And I very much like that in my drinks. So recover 180 if you want to put this one to the podcast. Um, yeah, but I this was the blood orange one, and I'm I'm actually very much enjoying it. This is the first time I'm trying it. It so. sounds really. It's um, oh, what were the, those drinks that look like little spaceships and they're like Nero N E R O like Nero I think it is, and it's like oh. like sleep aid and like energy because when i was at bradley they had those really and there was a night and i'm not even kidding my Don't freshman year that you know what moses is kind of like a chipotle yeah. and a taco bell had a baby <laughs> yeah like that i think that's the best way to describe it yeah. um so i i ended up going to moe's and i got a burrito bowl and then i ended up getting like three of the blue neros i think they're called neros sure. and they're like the sleep relax ones I, I felt like a mixture of like drunk and like high on painkillers. It was the most insane experience That's of my life. So weird. Yeah. So I don't know what they have in it, but I they actually do do something, huh. especially if you drink a couple of them. Okay. So, but my drink tonight is a little more on the hippie end. <laughs> um, I'm a big tea guy, like really big tea guy. Okay. I used to be super into just black coffee. I'll still drink black coffee if it's offered. Fair. Um, but now I'm in peach hibiscus tea mode. Um, Peach hibiscus. Honestly, 
they had like four teas in the vending machine and this one looked the most appealing and there was no caffeine too which is kind of good because i want to sleep tonight right so i mean it is you know 9 30 so like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i gotta get up for work tomorrow so uh, this peach hibiscus actually it's really good too i like the flavor of hibiscus it kind of mellows out the peach Okay. Yeah, very hippie, but very. Yummy. I've been I've been getting more into tea lately too, especially because there's a new peach whiskey that I really want to try with sweet tea. So uh, that's gonna happen eventually here. Um, also, summer shandies are back. Oh uh, well, yeah, saving those for baseball season, but I can't wait. Can't wait. Are, wait, they're already coming out with those now. Shandies, I, we've had them at our store now for three weeks. Wow. Yeah. It's still snow on the they, ground, they and they're putting lemonade in the beer. Early. Wow early but i don't care because i love them it's probably because they're really popular oh they're extremely yeah popular. like they we started selling them immediately like that was the original seltzer like <laughs> <laughs> because it's sweet like it's got the well, lemonade I mean, yeah bud light just has because you know how bud light has like the orange flavor where it's like made with real orange peels yeah now they have a lemonade one where it's literally okay made with have real you tried the bud light seltzer Yes. Does it? I've been told it tastes like Bud Light just a little bit. No. It does it taste more like a White Claw? It's a seltzer, so it's less carbonated. Okay. It has a little more, a little more flavor than a White Claw, because you know how White Claw you can taste the flavor, but it's I see that's what I like about White Claw, that you can't. It's not too sweet. That's fair. I mean, this one isn't very. I wouldn't. I still wouldn't call this oh, one okay, sweet. Okay. It's sweeter than a White Claw. I don't know. I'm just not a seltzer guy. The only seltzer I will drink. Is Trulies hashtag not a sponsor? The Trulies lemonades are super fucking good. Uh, my whole fridge is full of them right now. They're so, like the I, variety pack from Costco. I can't, I can't, dude. I I literally don't like seltzers. Again, not a sponsor. I don't like seltzers, but those Truly lemonades are so good. Oh Actually, the Truly blackberry is my favorite, or the the black cherry. I should try that favorite. because honestly, Truly has won me won me over. Truly hit us yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pineapple one is also super good. Okay. So, so yeah, I have the lemonade variety pack right now, ah, which okay, is got okay. this, it's got strawberry, black cherry, and mango, which are all amazing. Anyway, yeah, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Free sponsors. Yeah, so, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we're gonna start with a couple different things in the NBA. We're gonna so I have a new top five power ranking. Hashtag throwback to the beginning of the season when I did power and rankings. And I've got opinions on that. Yes. <laughs> now I will also say I made this a few weeks ago. I shouldn't say a few. I made this two. Maybe I made this last week. I don't know. It wasn't recent, but I re I reviewed it before I came in today because I was going to change it, and I actually stand by my top five that I made. So let's get into this, and I'm actually going to start with one and two. We're going to go one, two, three, four, five, okay. because I feel like one, one, one it, and two know, are it, pretty obvious. I'm, I'm, just, I'm assuming number one's Milwaukee, number two is the Lakers. Thank you. Yes. Okay. And, 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 let's, and let's just review. These are my preseason power rankings. Milwaukee's number one and LA's yep. number two, of course. And then the Clippers were three, the Nuggets were four, and the Rockets were five. I was being generous with oh. the Rockets at five. Okay. That's actually not bad. Yeah. You did a pretty good job. I, thank you. Yeah. Um, there were a few teams that I was very – I have the full that, – That's actually the accurate power rankings if Denver let Michael Porter Jr. play more. Yes. So my actual <laughs> – so I actually – for preseason, I actually did one through 30. And some of them that I, were, that I got very, very wrong. Okay. Who would you get – who would you have for last? Cavaliers. Okay. Thunder because, but that was before we knew Steph got hurt. Thunder at 29, which was bad. Um, Knicks at 28. Uh, Kings at 27. Blah, blah, blah. Raptors, I got very wrong at 24. Um, 
I had the Warriors at six. Oh god! But also pre-injuries, pre-injuries. Um, and we thought Draymond was going to be a different human this year. Yeah. Other than that, I think I had the Nets higher, but again, pre-injury. Injury. Yeah. I think Pelicans at fifteen, which I feel like is that's about where they are right that's now. Pretty solid. Pistons, I had higher at sixteen. Yeah, no, actually, 15 would be a good spot considering, you know, top eight teams get in. That's 16. Exactly. I, and I would put them over some of the Eastern Conference teams that are in that 7-8 spot. That's true. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, uh, but anyway, back to my now my top five. Um, so, Bucks number one. Lakers, number two. Number three. Clippers. No. Clippers number four. are not on my top five. Wow. I, I, I understand why. Yes. I understand why. So. Denver Nuggets. I think okay. they are I think they are better than the Clippers right now. Okay. I think they are the only real threat in the I, I think the Clippers are a real threat, but again, I, I come playoff time, I don't know how it's gonna work against the Lake. I this is how I've kind of been looking at it is who's gonna beat the Lakers and who's gonna beat the Bucks. And it's yeah. Because that's kind of what <laughs> matters right and now. And when you, looking at it from right now, it's like each team has their own kryptonite. There, there's yes. a, like the Bucks do not play well against Philly in Philly. We saw that, right? Like that's not a good but thing. But if we have home court, that won't really it, matter. Exactly. The Bucks also don't play well against Miami in general, which is also kind of scary. It is a little scary. So yes. and that's someone that we could potentially see in the second round. Exactly. So you know the kryptonite, and the Mavs to the Lakers. I mean, every team's got one. The Clippers against any team that seems to shoot really well. And I heard a lot of arguments. Uh, spoiler: my the Rockets aren't in my top five either. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying that the Rockets are the biggest threat in the West against the Lakers, just because of the matchup. And you'd have to play a little small against these guys, and you're not going to be able to play as well small. I disagree. I think Anthony, you run Anthony Davis and LeBron, and then three small guys. I think you're going to be fine. well. And you take when the Rockets run that small ball lineup against the Lakers, that takes JaVale McGee right out and Dwight Howard right out of the rotation. Neither of those which guys is, can keep up with PJ Tucker playing the five. Which isn't the worst thing. No, in the it's world. not. That's a great <laughs> move, actually. Like especially with the addition so, of Deion. Waiters and I'm, I'm actually going to argue that I would say that the Rockets should at least be fifth because the way that they're playing small ball and the way Russell Westbrook is playing on his own, <laughs> imagine what he's going to be like with a playoff fire under his butt. He's never good in the playoffs. He's never been on this team. <laughs> like, I, you know what he I mean? Had, like, no, okay. He's ha- He's been on teams with KD and Harden before, and he's also been on teams with Paul George. I just... I, uh, this team. I mean, this team should have beaten the, the Warriors he, multiple times. I okay, I agree. But you also have to remember that was a team with Clint. This is a totally different team than what started the season. Clint Capella is so he, much better than they thought he was. He was an integral part of what they were doing before, even when they were talking about trading him. Right. So now that he's gone and they're running this team the way they are, they 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 shouldn't even be compared to what happened previous. No, I agree. They are a completely different team because Russ is. At, I just. And I and I said it early season. I can't believe I put them at five, but I just don't. And it is starting to work better. It's just I just don't. Come playoff time, there's going to be another team that's going to come in and beat the Rockets because you're gonna, yeah. they're going to go cold for two games. They're going to go down, you know, two one in a series, and then they're just not going to be able to fight back. Yeah, and it, like you said, Russell doesn't have a lot of 
like ex- experience showing us big stuff in the playoffs. He doesn't think, have a lot of success in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. And he, I don't know if you'd rather have KD or James Harden on your team. I'd probably pick KD, KD personally. Easily. Easily. Just because of the defensive end. That is me defending Giannis. He's there, a better by the way. scorer, too. KD's a better scorer yes, than, yeah. than James Yeah, James Harden. Harden, his jump shot, his it just his, if you're going strictly off jump shot, yes. it, it's still like. Barely an edge to James Harden. Barely. Because Katie's jump shot Katie's is more cool. consistent. He, he's glorious. The way he's he more, can shoot. He, yeah. He's more consistent at shooting. He's more consistent at shooting. But what I will say general. is, like, for usage, though, if you're trying to get a lot of reps out of one guy, you go to Harden. Like, the way that... Go to KD, too. He had, a free, I, he had two freak injuries in the same playoffs. But who... Well, that's my next question. Who gets hurt more? You know? Unfortunate. I mean, but those are unfortunate Exactly. Injuries. But he's also had more minor injuries throughout his career than James Harden has. James Harden doesn't get hurt a lot. You have to remember that. He's a tank. If you if you were offering me five years of either Harden or KD... But oh, you, I would take KD. Don't get me but wrong. You, but, I, K, like, but you knew KD was going to be injured for one of those years. I would still take KD. Exactly. I, like, I'm not arguing against okay. it. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, for... This team, the way they are, I think KD would take up too much of the ball, which is kind of ironic because we're talking about <laughs> James Harden, too. But, like, the way Russell can get him the ball now, like, they're starting to figure that out finally. And, look, that's good. I'm I'm glad that that's happening. I still just don't think it will. It will I, and I don't think they'll make it to the finals. Like, they now don't get me wrong if they get hot. Oh, boy. Like, that's going to be a little scary because they start five three-point shooters. So you you really don't know what's gonna happen there. So does the LA though. Y- yes. People forget Anthony Davis does shoot. I, I know, and well, that's why and I, he can guard. Well, it, it, the guarding. That's what I was gonna say. That's why I say Javale McGee and Dwight Howard would be out of the rotation, not fine. Anthony Davis, because he could guard a point guard just fine. And LeBron can guard. LeBron can play the five. Yeah. When AD needs a rest, and they need to, they can exactly. they can work that out where LeBron is now guarding a, the five, quote unquote, for the for the Rockets. Well, and adding a guy like Deion Waiters to your roster just makes you more solidified exactly. at that guard spot. And I was talking to a buddy today who does a little bit of sports blogging and he was telling me i really think they should have got jr smith and like in my opinion i think that's the stupidest idea i can't believe they even entertain the idea of having jr smith on that roster because the laker room the, the locker room chaos he can cause yes i just don't even want to risk it if, you, if you're giving me jr smith or Dion Waiters at both of their well, points the, in their lives right now. It's easily Dion Waiters. That's the thing. Because Dion Waiters was out there, he's obviously the smart choice. If Dion wasn't out there, I that's when I entertained JR. And I, they were, and until Dion became available. Even like just he's I think JR Smith is like a locker room cancer. Like, and he really is. And if they already have a really good culture in LA right now. They do. Which is something they haven't had in the last couple of years. But JR also knows lebron's culture he also knows what lebron's like in the locker jr doesn't know how to pass the ball in the playoffs (laughs) that was okay yes yes and you may say that was a one-time thing but i will tell you that will be one of the biggest mess-ups in nba history it's one of yes and he and he does has he does have prior to making similar exactly however that's a very easy fix (laughs) don't have him in the last minute of a finals game you, you can just have him. He can play in the second quarter. He can play in the third quarter. Okay, so J.R. Smith on that roster kind of reminds me of a George Hill in Milwaukee. I think that's kind of what they were going to try for. I think it would work. But who plays in the last minute of the playoff game? George Hill. Well, yes, and, but obviously you're not going to have Jr. Like with the with the rest of those people on the team, Jr.'s got the experience, but not the kind of experience that George so Hill who's, has. So who's your five in the last minute for Lakers? I mean, your starters. I mean, AD, LeBron, Rondo. I think I'd put Rondo in with the ball. 
Or you give LeBron the ball. One of the two of them. Rondo for the on, defense, too. Well, and it depends on who's guarding LeBron. Um, Danny Green. Yep, of course. Then who's your other guard? See, that's that's what I'm saying. That might, I'm, that I'm might just be, struggling to remember the roster. That might be right our J.R. Smith spot. Like that. That's and what either, I'm talking about. Well, now it's waiters. Well, and it will be waiters. Like I'm more comfortable. Or, or Kuzma. I don't put Kuzma in the last minute. Unlo- I don't put Kuzma really? in the last minute. No. I think he draws attention from the defense. He hasn't been doing enough consistently to draw enough attention to get a guy like LeBron well, open. Then he can be the. Well, then LeBron can be the decoy. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Get the ball to AD, get, yeah, can, yeah, and someone, yeah, I don't know. There's options. I'd have to. I, it's again. It's. I've really only been watching Milwaukee basketball recently. Yeah, and, which is kind of like watching a college team beat up on a it's high school so team. Fun to watch. Minus what happened in Miami, but that you got to lose at some point. <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, and I was cool. There's two bunch of Marquette guys, so I'm not gonna complain. And everyone has their worst game of the season at some point. And everybody was chill about it. Like the Bucks didn't worry. Of course, ESPN's like, oh, are the Bucks gonna make the <laughs> play. Playoffs or some garbage like they're like they're are they even gonna win out of the first round now that they lost a can, game? Can and we like, talk about Colin Coward literally contradicting himself two days in a row where he said Giannis is not the MVP because he has the best team around him. He has a his team is better around him than LeBron's team is around him. Which uh, again, that's an argument for a different day. I think we've talked about yeah, that. I before. mean, I think it's two different things because LeBron's got an, another MVP yeah. candidate next to him, also and Giannis true. has yeah. a team. Like, and but then the next day after the loss to Miami, he said, "Well, yeah, look at yeah. I mean, Giannis didn't step up, and the the team needs to help him. You know, like what what's wrong with this team? Obviously, the Bucks they they have they." He doesn't have anyone around him. Like, that's not a playoff team. It's like you just said that they're one of the better teams without Giannis. Uh, it was just so frustrating. Well, and that's all that mass media sports stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Like, and just watching the jump after the Bucks lose. Ah. Rachel Nichols is like, oh, no, what's going to happen to the Bucks? Are they going to get their 70 wins? And I'm like, I'm sh- they're going to be fine. Like, they're already the first seed. Like, they have to lose basically every single game from here on out. They've got their nine games up on second uh. place. Like, it's right, nine is it nine? I think so. Uh, let's see here. Uh, nine and a half games. So, which <laughs> on is who? Toronto? Uh, yeah, Toronto. A Quiles Toronto, which is still surprisingly really good. Which and I hope is in your top five that we still have to get back to. So back to number three, who is Denver? Okay, yeah, they need to play Michael Porter Jr. Yes, and come playoff time, they will. He won't play that much. I, I really don't think they're going to that. Really? I, I think he's going to get maybe 10 minutes a game. Which I still could be a... Di- I, listen, they... Again, I just don't think anyone else... If I if I made my extended list, Houston would be six or seven. They'd be very close up. Yeah. There. Um, There's just not a lot of teams in the West, which is super weird. I, I think the Clippers would also be either six or seven. Uh, right yeah, there I them. think you're, you've got like your top couple yeah. and then just even like equality because like you could even throw the suns in on the bottom of that you, equality you the, spectrum yeah you th- i mean the pelicans the grizzlies there's just so it's so weird like i yeah i the west is weird because it used to be so dominant and top heavy and now it is but only with like one team <laughs> like it, it and both i mean both of them both leagues are like that this year it's really weird so yeah i just put denver there because i feel like they play very good team ball i feel like when they get hot they're very good they're very good at defense too which can slow down the lakers i just feel like they are one of the bigger threats and they do have a lot of playoff experience over the last two seasons too yeah they, uh, yeah so 
And I think the like, especially like from a Bucks perspective, they have a lot of guys on that team that haven't been in yes. late game, in late situations, except like a George Hill type, mm-hmm. Kyle Korver, Wesley Matthews. Like you've mm-hmm. got guys on that roster that have been in that position with other uh, other places. Exactly. That's really going to help these guys. And I think that's going to be the well, glue. Lopez brothers, but I don't think they have too many, too much. Uh, Brooke, the, Brooke probably has Brooke a little bit more the, than Robin. Yeah, with the Lakers. Lakers yeah. 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 Anyway, that was so, a while, that was a while ago though true even brooke on a pretty decent nets team yeah so yeah um so yeah number three is denver number four the toronto raptors i think they are the best threat against milwaukee um i don't have philadelphia in this top five i'm glad you don't because i'd yell at you yeah the, the, no <laughs> they just that, that's no. that's a whole lot of talented dysfunction mm-hmm. over there yeah. there's a I've, lot of money tied up in four players mm-hmm. um the Heat is another team that I'd probably put in that top, you know, top ten. Yeah, I, I, they're they're pretty close up. They're 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 in the thing. But like the, Toronto, I don't I don't know what it is about them because Kawhi left, but obviously he built something really good there because Fred Van Vliet is playing really well when he's not injured. Um, Pascal Siakam is playing out of his mind. He might get most improved again, which I don't think that should work, but it probably I mean, it, will. No, it does. Like I think if I, you improve significantly, you deserve to be nominated for the award. And if you I make guess. two big jumps, in right? that case, Giannis should have been the most improved for the past six Honestly, years. Honestly, you you could have made that argument, and he was on the list most of the years too. So anyway, um, but yeah, I I guess it's hard to argue that he isn't the most improved. Yeah. Um, the in that team is just, it's so it's well coached like Nick Nurse I I'm not the biggest Nick Nurse fan but he seems to be he knows what to do well okay let I'm just gonna say this as a precursor we're gonna talk about the Knicks in a little bit yeah but just the the Toronto Raptors are the antithesis of what the Knicks are like top to bottom the best well the best organization well run in sports honestly like the, the Toronto Raptors? Raptors might be one of the best well run organizations right up there with like the Milwaukee Bucks, arguably the Yankees in some fashion. Patriots. Yeah, the Pat. I would put the Patriots up there. The, I, I deflate gate kind of gets me a little. That's not like. I mean, they that's cheat. What, well, that's why I don't put the Astros in there, like because the Astros well, really yeah. like. But I'll throw the Angels in there. Like, there's a lot of really um, the Red Wings, Take the Angels uh, Penguins, Golden Knights. So there, there's well, I mean, <laughs> for four a, years old, but for a new franchise, yeah, they're still right. the cream of the crop right no, now. No, you're right. Yeah. So I, you look at it from that perspective. I put, I put and the Packers in there, honestly. Exactly, yeah. and the Packers are doing. They're the only ones that are pub, are a publicly owned team. Correct. So that's also something that's just way different. Um, but when you see a well-run organization, mm-hmm. that's why they're winning like that. Masai Jerry probably isn't going to be in Toronto for much longer, unfortunately. Yeah. A bigger team, probably the Knicks, unfortunately, are going to try to get their yeah. hands on him for something. <laughs> Maybe. He can get his hands on five billion dollars and buy the team. But yeah, Toronto would be, I think, the biggest team that I'd be scared of, uh, aside from a Miami. Maybe um, I don't like Boston. Boston scares me. Speaking of Boston, I know. I that was I was like playing elimination yeah, in my head. I figured you were. Boston's At, number five. Jalen Brown scares the hell out of me. Jalen Brown. They're just and they're becoming more of a team. Jason Tatum. Is just he's been playing. Oh super yeah, he well. he's been playing out as soon as he put that purple wrist armband on. He's he's been playing like Kobe. Like he, he really yeah. has been playing like Kobe. And he's been scaring me. Um, and obviously Kemba I, and Brad Stevens is still, in my opinion, one of the best head coaches in basketball. You want to talk about an amazing transition because we're seeing right now college <clears throat> coaches coming to the NBA not doing well. John Calipari didn't do well. Rick Pitino didn't do well back in the day. You saw um 
in Cleveland, it didn't go well. Uh, well I, can't, I can't remember coach's name off the top of my Jim Beeline, John Beeline, mm-hmm. that didn't go well. Um, so, and there's about to be another one too. I can't remember which one it is. But you're seeing college coaches not do well. I don't know who's what the guy at Florida. He was just, and then he was at Billy Donovan. Donovan, at yeah, OKC. OKC. Isn't he? He's still there though, he's and they, they're doing a good there. job. So, yeah, but I just, I, I wonder how Brad Stevens. Saunders? What was Saunders in college? Maybe, but I I wanted I kind of want to know how Brad Stevens changed his system from Butler to the Celtics. It's crazy. Like I've never seen a transition that smooth before, especially with the John Beeline stuff going on. Just and they basically rebuilt the team right when he got there. Yeah, I I don't know how that ended up happening, but once again, that's another really well-run organization. Like historically, historically, they have the most championships, don't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're really they've always been good at drafting. They've always been good at maintaining their young players. I mean, from what I remember, they were really integral in like having the teams have the options to keep players for longer. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So and no doubt they're one of the scariest teams yeah. in the league right now. Yeah, but exactly. So once that, w- once it comes to that, I you know I'm looking at the Heat. I'm scared of come playoff time, but I feel confident enough come playoff time where it just won't. I I think we'll be able to move past them. Same with the Raptors. I think this will work, but they don't necessarily have that veteran leadership that they had last year in Kawhi. I don't or tr- Danny Green. Exactly. Another really huge key huge point that key a lot point. of people don't talk about. And I just think I, – I really just think this Bucks team is too well built. <laughs> and we thought that last year. But I will say we are a lot more solidified yeah. agent experience-wise. Like the additions of Wesley Matthews, Kyle Korver, and Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of sad actually that we let go of Dragon Bender. I thought that yeah. he was going to have a little more potential for like maybe more next he just year. Got an, he just got another ten day contract with the Warriors. Yeah, and he's been playing too. He's been looking pretty good. So good for him. I'm mm-hmm. really I'm happy for him. I wish it would have worked out in Milwaukee though. I, I like his, yeah. his size, his shooting, his play style. Just wrong time for him because we're yeah. very much win now. <laughs> and well, and we have that type of player already. Giannis is exactly. already turning into the god level of what yeah. he we kind of wanted him to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did. So yeah. you're right. The Bucks are just way too well built. Yeah. But it still scares me just a little bit. But like come playoffs, you don't know what goes on in their heads. We need to see if Bledsoe is going to be a lot better this year. Bledsoe, but if it gets to it, you throw George Hill in. Like that's yes. it, that's what we've got right now. Bledsoe needs to not shoot as much. Bledsoe <laughs> need, needs to average 15 points and seven assists in the playoffs for the Bucks to win a championship. I disagree. I think he can score upwards of 10 he doesn't need to i i don't think he needs to average 15 he needs to shoot above 50 percent actually i i will agree with you on that meaning uh, but, but he needs to be passing that's going to be a huge part meaning for him. that i can't i was either game five or game six against the raptors when he made his first shot which was a corner three-pointer he then proceeded to shoot, shoot five yeah, more three-pointers yeah. after that and missed them all he got to he he made one and he was like all right i'm on tonight yeah. And he obviously wasn't, and he isn't most nights. He's not that good of a three-point shooter, especially when we have guys who like Brooke, who's getting hotter again. Middleton, who's just one of the best shooters in the league right now. Uh, Giannis is even getting better than, than Bledsoe at threes. Yeah. We have three-point shooters. We have well, Kyle I'm Porter. Not, I'm not even guys. saying for three-point shooting. The ability no, that Bledsoe has to get to the bucket to is get insane. To the and that and might, that's what he needs to do. That And just from a coaching perspective – if Giannis isn't on the floor and Bledsoe's on the floor as your main primary ball handler, you go four out and just have Bledsoe run at the hoop and dish like and yeah. just swing the ball around. That's what they've been doing all season. Like, why wouldn't that yeah. work well? So maybe George Hill, I know he likes coming off the bench, and I know Coach Which likes coming off the bench. Maybe, maybe in the playoffs that changes. Coach, no. 
It's fu- Bledsoe can still start. I, I guess. Like, why, why, why fix what's not broken? Also true. So. But just coach needs to get in Bledsoe's ear. Quit shooting three pointers. Or just calm down. I think yes. that might be part and of it too. Brooke, same thing. If Brooke is not on, he needs to not try to shoot his way out because he does that in a lot of games. Where and he'll get deeper as he keeps missing. Sometimes. But luckily, he's been starting to hit a lot more exactly. recently because he, he did go through that dry spell. He went through a long dry spell, which was most was not of the fun. season. No, yeah. but he is getting better. Which is, but it, that's what I'm saying. In the playoffs, coaches need to stress if you're cold from the threes. You need to chill because we have Giannis who can get to the basket. We have Bledsoe who can get to the basket. We have Middleton who can create his own shot. We have so many of these guys. We have the Lopez brothers who are very underrated post players, very underrated post scorers. And we have Wesley Matthews. Again, we have so many guys. They're and that's like, not even true, talking about the bench. They're truly like 11 deep. Like, they're so deep. We haven't even talked about DiVincenzo or oh. DJ Wilson. Well, DJ and DJ Wilson actually just got assigned to the herd and just dropped 21 points casually in 20 minutes exactly. for no reason. And he's he's just a guy that we can plug in sometimes, and he can be a quality. And he's, and he's quit. I think that's what we were trying to get out of Dragon Bender was uh, another D- DJ right. Wilson. I was a huge fan of that yeah. draft pick when he, when we got him out of Michigan a couple of years I love, ago. Yeah, me too. I love because I watched him at, at Michigan, and he fit so well because he's a lanky guy, good defense, good footwork, like. I just love this roster, and it's and it's the same thing with LA. I really, I really love what the Lakers are doing. LeBron is having one of his all-time seasons. He and you know he, there is an argument where LeBron can be MVP, but he's not. It's Giannis. <laughs> we can all agree that it's Giannis again. Um, well, just, in, even more guys like yeah, Ursan. Ursan. So like you, you can't forget about Ursan. We know Frank Mason, who's been one of the best G League players all yeah, season. Yeah, he was player of the month twice. Who I think did we now? just get? Um, uh, Marvin Williams, Marvin Williams from the Charlotte Hornets, Again, who's been there for five years, and he more the other night he looked great. He's, he's a, been ready for the playoffs for his whole career. This is like his twelfth season or something. He's been like a that. good role player everywhere, and he's going to be great for us. Yeah, so I, Marvin yeah. Williams, that's bench. DJ Wilson will be on our bench. I'm assuming that they're going to because you get an, an extra roster space or two for the playoffs, right? I think so. So I'm assuming they're going to bring Frank Mason up. That would Probably. only make sense with how well he's been playing. Yeah. As long as we have him and Wilson, but then, yeah, we're really looking at like there seven guys on the bench that could. And even yeah. Thanasis is like ready to go for four minutes of high energy basketball. Maybe even it's only two minutes. Like With, you know, in God forbid injuries. But could you like but Thanasis, think about it? Yeah. First round, we're playing against whoever the eight seed is that we're going to demolish, and you need four minutes to give Giannis a break. Throw Thanasis in there, make him. I mean, he'll dunk a couple times. I was at the game two of the Pistons series last year. It'll probably be the same thing last. So, this year. But you know exactly what I mean yeah. too. So and we're built for just about any situation we see. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think same with the Lakers. Like, you have two MVP candidates over there. You have Danny Green, who's, good God, the playoff experience in that dude, and just the, the all-around talent. He's just talent. a cold-ass bad motherfucker. I, I like. <laughs> he's genuinely one of my favorite players, I, and he was on two of my least favorite teams in the Raptors and the Spurs for a while, but now he's with the Lakers. He's with LeBron. And, you know, Avery Bradley, again, defensive, offensive. like Totally underrated. Totally They don't talk underrated. about that guy enough. Again, he was on the Celtics, who I don't yeah. like. But now, you know, in the these are but these are guys that I still admired and respected on those teams that I didn't like because they and now they're they're all and Rondo and Kuzma who have who I've been a fan of Markeith Morris who they picked Markeith, up in the buyout market Deion Waiters who we talked about like these rosters are deep there's a reason that these are the two best teams in the league I mean your last playable guy on that bench is Jared Dudley 
Yeah. Like and that that's another one of those like three four minute spurt guys that yeah. goes and plays some hard defense, draws a couple Again, fo- or gives a couple fouls, lots beats up of the playoff other team. experience. Didn't we yeah. have him like a year or two ago? If we did, it didn't matter too much. I I've, ne- I've never been a Jared Dudley fan. He kind of really? reminds me of a guy that just stepped out of a YMCA pickup game. <laughs> like he kind of looks like he just drank half a pack of beers and was like, you know, you're not wrong, like, but he balls sometimes. He's got a four inch vertical, uh, but he can shoot. But so can the 48-year-old dude that's playing at the YMCA pickup game. He can shoot from half court all the time when nobody's on him. So guys just don't guard Jared Dudley. I don't give him respect from the three-point line. I just have never been a huge fan of him. I actually shoot better with someone in my face. Yeah. Um, that might be a, a different episode. <laughs> yeah. Did someone say YouTube channel? Did, oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't got anything else um, other than I, it's going to be Bucks lakers Unless someone gets hot, unless another team like Denver, like Toronto, like Houston, like Miami, unless someone gets extremely hot, they have to win four out of seven. So I'm, I'm looking at this right now. I First off, I don't think the Magic are going to make the playoffs. I think the Wizards are actually going to win a bunch of these next games. That's fine. Which I'm totally cool playing against the Wizards. Would that be the eight seed? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with I, I'd those. much rather play the Wizards. You can just, we saw the boxing one on Bradley Beal last night. Like they, You can yeah. beat them by 50 points if yeah. you do that, especially with our defense. Yeah. Come on. Good God, yeah. Um, now, I think the scariest team out of the West for me, because they're not playing well at this exact moment cohesively as a team, which I think is going to change very quickly because of their experience as a jazz. Yeah. Because you want to talk about cohesive unit. It really, that that's like the pinnacle of it. They're like, um, the way I look at the jazz is like when you're in high school and there's that private, the small private school basketball team, that's just passing the ball, like super, super well, fundamentally, extremely sound. They've got they're really good on defense, super just solid at the fundamental level. Again, they're probably the one jazz. of my they're one of my top ten teams. I really I yeah, I yeah. flirted with putting them in my top in my uh yeah, in my top e- five. Even though they're they're not they're fifth in the West right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's because they they've had a lot going on this season with injuries mm-hmm. and people coming in and out, getting I Mike just, Conley. I in. love the I love the addition of Conley because I think that brings a certain veteran experience to the team. Not even like I, I it's super weird way to think about it, but two K when you're doing my my mm-hmm. um, my league and you get the player mentorship program, mm-hmm. Mike Conley to Donovan Mitchell is Love as it. good as it gets. Yeah, and 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 that's the other. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, you have Rudy Gobert there, who is just God. I love him. Um, you just it's just a very solid team that no one really talks about because they're not. Because they're in yet. Salt Lake City, Utah, exactly. too, in the vibrant home center, which uh, yeah, which exactly. is a beautiful arena, by the way. If you ever get the Would chance to go, you definitely should. And I, there's a bed for you out in Salt Lake City <laughs> in my mom's place if you ever want to go out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hopefully, meet all the Mormons. The <laughs> <laughs> they're super nice. Right. The nicest people. Of course. Like super nice. Um. But yeah. So yeah, that was my what, what, Milwaukee, L.A., Denver. Um. Toronto and Boston. Yeah. And honestly, if I'm the Lakers, I'm slightly scared if I have to play Memphis in the first round. I that that could be a slightly. six that could be a six game, seven game series potentially. Potentially. Depending potentially. but I would say six. We because Jaron Jackson, when he gets going, oh boy. And Ja. <laughs> Well, also, we don't even need to talk about Ja. No, ja Ja's a given. We like, need to talk about Ja for one He's second. trying to murder people by dunking. Like tries. <laughs> He is trying to listen. Okay, he's a rookie. He's got no, another I know. fifteen years. And listen, I love Ja. He's genuinely one of my. I think he should be rookie of the year. I would take him over Zion this season. But 
the amount of times that I have seen, I this is again another reason I hate sports media. The amount of times that I have seen this man almost posterize someone and people just go crazy. Ja tried to murder this dude. Ja tried to end this guy's career. It's like, oh, if. And I was like, I don't think I've seen the word if with anyone else more than I've seen it with John Morant. I hate that they post that so goddamn often. It's like, oh, if he would have hit this, it would have ended this guy's career. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I tweeted about this. Oh, I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, Give me a poster that he actually dunks. That that's a, I don't care if he misses it because he missed it. <laughs> so here's the way I look at it. You have to remember how old John Morant is. Yes, I know. He's 20. Like, but like, it, it, I, it's a missed dunk. In, in, I, I think just the pure athleticism is entertaining. Yes, it's <laughs> impressive, but again, it's a missed dunk. In the dunk contest, you don't get a score for a missed dunk. It, no, and I agree, <laughs> but it, it's still awe-inspiring how high he can jump. But, I, no, no, but that's what it's – it's not about the dunk. That's not what people are jaw-dropped about. And it's also about Kevin are, Love getting in front of these giant rookies. Dude, go to the it. nursing home. You're people, done. Like, people are amazed at the thought that he is attempting this dunk. And I get that. He but was I really hate, close to getting over But Kevin I hate Love. that I see it on ESPN, SportsCenter, ESPN, NBA, it, just NBA. E- ESPN. Just, just ESPN. Everything, everything. Sports Nation. Everything. Well, that's still ESPN. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I like the ESPN bubble has so much influence on the NBA. I watch Fox more. I, I genuinely I, do. And I, I'd be lying if I told you ESPN wasn't my main source for NBA content. Like as much I as love I love ESPN's YouTube. As much as I shit talk Colin Coward, I do watch him a decent amount. I, I I can't stand him. It's really fun to listen because sometimes he nails something. But but if he doesn't nail it, he's way off. He's way off and it's entertaining to watch. <laughs> it's a car I, crash. I find it. Uh, it's a car I, crash. I, I that makes me uncomfortable though when it gets that bad. I think it's funny. Uh, I, I it's entertainment. I mean that's what everything. Yeah, watched it, that's what all of it is. It, yeah, yeah. Randy Orton beating up his wife. I didn't even watch it. I heard about it. I mean, it wasn't. Bruce told me about he, it. Yeah, it was an RKO, and she's a wrestler. Obviously, it was that, fine. That, I don't care. They need to get rid of that man. They need to have like the fake WWE cops and arrest him. This is the second time you're having this reaction to Randy I, Orton. I, I think it's this stupid. isn't the first time he's RKO'd a woman. I, I know, <laughs> but I I just feel like especially in also, a sport that's all about violence. And in like- AEW on Saturday, Goldust, who used to be in WWE, his name is Dustin now. It's his real name. He uh, kissed a man's wife. I mean, it was. It I'd wasn't rather a real have kiss. that than a man RKOing his wife. I feel than like a fake move. I I to a, rest, to a professional here, wrestler. Here's who, my you know, thing. Takes bump. Take bumps. For in social situations, especially growing in. Growing up in a wealthier family, yes. men kissing other men's wives on the mouth in a social situation actually is a thing. Yes, which not when you don't like each other. Yeah, but like as a greeting, and when the no, girl like, is not okay no, like, with it. Okay, yeah, that's not that's not okay. Exactly. But like the I I but feel again, like the domestic violence of what Randy Orton did, even though okay. it was even though it was fake, yes. even yes. though it was fake, there's. If even five or ten people see that and don't think it's fake, that's the way I look at it. That's which is completely fair to those people. I say, get a life. Speaking exactly, of, exactly. Speaking of, I one more thing before we will get back to the NBA because there's a couple things I want to oh, talk about. God. But on this topic, have you have you heard of a wrestler named MJF? I've heard of yes. Have you heard of him recently in the past couple no. of days? So <laughs> he was at a meet and greet. 
Oh, Jesus. And this, this guy, this parent, brought his kid to see MJF. Now, little context. MJF is a heel. He is one of the best heels in the game right now. What do you mean by bet? Like, what's his face? He's the- very snarky. Who's the dude on sm- the, the a lot? Who's um does like the playhouse thing? With Bray the, Wyatt. Br- yeah, that heel. he's oh. amazing. Love oh, that. That's the best I ever. He's feuding seen. with John Cena for WrestleMania, and I'm so excited. Oh, that's right, John Cena's back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but the, so this MJF guy, he's an AW guy. His catchphrase is literally "I'm better than you, and you know it." And oh. He, and he is full gimmick, twenty four seven. Okay. So this guy brings his kid to the MJF at the meet and greet. And while MJF is taking a picture with this kid, he's flipping him off right to his face. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's amazing, right? But That that I'm cool with. But this oh, the, the kid, kid was upset, of course. So the uh, so the parent, the dad was upset with MJF. But the dad brought him there. TMZ put this up as a story. Don't, don't like, you not know what you're getting yourself into exactly. for an event like that? Like, exactly. Bringing your kid to an event, I have zero th- sympathy. You should know. Yes. On TV is Especially where, to a meet and greet. Exactly. The TV stuff is where I, I kind of get confused because, or well, not confused, is where I kind of don't, it starts getting a little more hazy. Because it can reach a broader audience. Well, yeah, because a kid could just turn on the TV and see that, and maybe their parents don't want them to see it. There was and a I, lot of, there's I, a lot of middle fingers on AEW. Well, just wrestle, just the RKO's, I know like the mean. Randy Orton stuff in general. Like, imagine a kid turning on the TV out of context and seeing Randy Orton doing what he's doing, <laughs> beating the life of his body, RKOing his Inter- wife. Intergender wrestling is not... It's a it's that, a big thing. That's not what I have an issue with. It, it's just like she also hit first again. That's not in I, the kayfabe world. In yes, the wrestling world, yeah, I want to make that very world, clear. In the wrestling world, that's okay. I want to make that very clear. In the real world, dear God, no. <laughs> yeah. In the kayfabe wrestling world, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and again, it's kayfabe. It's wrestling. It, yeah. It's but yeah, lot. I just wanted to bring that up because TMZ made a huge deal about MJF flipping. They just off this don't kid. understand the situation. I hate. I hate it. First of all. TMZ can just fuck off in general, <laughs> but yeah, I was yeah. I was very upset. Everyone was very upset. <laughs> we've not liked TMZ for the last since the beginning of the calendar year since the Kobe stuff. Like he, we we don't need TMZ. Also true. He also put up a picture and maybe and I'm gonna try to find it real quick. Uh, I think TMZ is a prime example of like abusing American media laws. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like. TMZ's like they have everything written down. Oh, did he delete it? And fully understood. Oh, I hope he didn't delete it. Oh, he might have deleted it. He put up a picture that said <laughs> he just said it was his face, black and white, and it was text over it that said, fuck them kids. <laughs> Jesus. I love him. He's so good. Oh my god. I mean, that's the thing. If you're if you're staying consistent, I'm not gonna complain he's, about it. He's consistent all the time. Like he uh, he he calls people he calls the wrestling fans virgins and he calls them fat <laughs> and he makes fun of people. It's so genuinely good. He says he bangs people's wives. It's so <laughs> so funny, dude. Oh my god, he's the best. Like that that yeah. It's just it's exactly it's, yeah. It's and so, you as the parent need to know better to them. Bring your kid yeah. to go see MGF yeah. and then be upset when he yeah. When he is the character. Anyway. Speaking of getting upset with people for bringing people to events. So, mm. Spike Lee. All right. Mm. Now, you have this whole story. I have it laid out. Let me pull it up real as, quick. As Spike Lee has told it. Yeah. So, um, I, I host Talk Talk on Wednesdays, and it this happened on Tuesday, so... I did my due diligence and was it on Tuesday or did he go on first hap- take on Tuesday? He went on Wednesday morning. He went on okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um 
so I, I did my thing and I listened to his whole first take interview and I typed it out bullet point by bullet. Yeah, I, I did the bullet point by bullet point. Even just if you listen to a little bit, you understand mm-hmm. the situation yep. pretty easily. So what I have here is so Spike, there's there's three from what I understand, there's three entrances. There's the general admission, yep. the VIP on 31st, mm-hmm. and the employee on 33rd. Correct. Uh, Spike Lee was has been going into the employees on 33rd for 28 seasons. That's all 28 seasons he's been buying season tickets. Um, he got his ticket scanned in, walks into the door, gets in the elevator. He knows the elevator isn't moving. He's wondering why the elevator isn't moving. One singular security guard comes up to him and says, Mr. Lee, we're going to have to ask you to walk back outside and go into the entrance on 31st Street. We have a new change in policy. He goes, I'm not going anywhere. I've been going up this elevator for 28 years. I'm going. So after about five minutes, they knew he wasn't going, so they let him go up. Gets to the fifth floor. That's that's floor level mm-hmm. in the garden where the court is. And there's like a little team of security guards. He claimed it was like he just it was like there's a group of security guards waiting for him, like he just stole something from Macy's. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. It was a really good description. Then there ended up being obviously some <clears throat> sort of verbal dispute. Um, there's a couple um, also very regulars that came up like, look, Spike, we'll just bring up to the sixth floor. We'll walk you down to the court. Everything will be good. Mm. That's what they end up doing. It seems like everything was calmed down. Mm. First half, we're all good. Halftime. Dolan comes up to him on the court. This is where things get a little hazy. We don't know exactly what's said. Neither of them are saying anything. All we know is there's a picture and a hand, a picture of a handshake. And what appears to be a friendlyish conversation, right? Um, but basically, what it's turned into is James Dolan told Spike Lee that he's going to have to start going through the entrance at Thirty First Street because of the new whatever they got going on, new policies for celebrity, whatever. They just want him to go through Thirty First just to make right. sure. Maybe it's a safety thing. Who knows? Could be. Yeah. So he's like. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, seriously, you're going to do this, like, now? And they they get in a little bit of a verbal altercation. It sounds like it was, like, friendly banter. It's kind of what the Knicks are making it sound like. Of course. Um, And we're just getting two different sides of it. Spike Lee is saying that they're trying to get him to walk out of the stadium like a perp walk Mm -hmm. out 33rd going into the 31st entrance yep but once you scan your ticket and leave the the venue they won't let you back in even if you're spike lee correct so dolan plus he's already in the building why would you why would you need to why would you do that why would you need to escort him out the number one basketball fan in the world yeah the and undisputed mate jack nicholson is right there yeah, for the and the, well, that's the thing. Like Spike knew that once he left, he wouldn't be able to get back yep. in because the ticket wouldn't resell. Why would you need to take him out? Yeah, Just, he already came in that entrance. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, next time, next time, do it. Yeah, yeah. And like I, they've been telling the Knicks have said that they've told him. Spike Lee said that he's never heard anything, and I yes. don't understand. There's. 15 games left. Let them do it next season, man. Do it next. Okay. Here's like, why do it now? Or at the all-star break, like during a break of time, then let him know, get in touch with his people, get in touch with him. There's no way in my mind. And I feel like in most people's mind that the, if, if the Knicks would have told spike ahead of time, there's no way that he would have just continued to keep going. Why would he? It, it, yeah, Spike Lee isn't a bad person. He, he like he doesn't try to, to get under people's skin. He wouldn't just like sneak in through that back door because he wants. He to doesn't keep... care. He like, would just go in through the. Just tell him. 
And and that's and that's one of the things he was super frustrated about is the fact that they didn't tell him about this new yeah. policy. They decided to tell him as he's already through the gate. They didn't even stop him like, hey, man, you know, but they, they let him in. And then they tried to tell him this policy. It's very Charles Oakley reminiscent. Yes, um, and he's posted a lot of pictures. Yes, of and Oakley. he's he's been on ESPN multiple mm-hmm. times now. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was on Golic. He was um on Jalen Jacoby. Mm-hmm. There, he's really sucking up this limelight. Did you see the? <laughs> but atten- they're, they're kicking out fans. Did you? Well, did you see the attendance numbers? It went down. <laughs> the lowest since two thousand six. Smallest home crowd in over thirteen years. Yeah. So what's ended, what that means is if I'm Adam Silver, and if that number continues to be like that for the next 14, 15 games, whatever there are. Got to sell the team. Yeah. In my eyes. Or they d- have to somehow fix this. And I. Oh, no. James Dolan gets $5 billion for the New York Knicks that he has to sell. This is a Donald Sterling situation. Like That's fair. The uh, it's Charles, not as no, no, bad. Let, 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 me, let me explain. Okay. When Charles Oakley was on Jalen Jacoby today. He was making it sound like if you tapped into his phones, he'd be saying the same stuff. Okay. Because he claims that it's run like a plantation. Those were the exact words he used. And Spike Lee is claiming he's getting harassed. Exact words that he used by James Dolan. Wow. These commands are all coming from somewhere. These security guards just aren't coming up with this off the top of their head. Well, that's the thing. I like. And I'm. Because I've only heard mostly from Spike, so I haven't heard too many of the Knicks sides. But, like, the arguments that I'm hearing from the Knicks, they're just not logical. No, they're not. If they would have told Spike, Spike would have not gone through that entrance. He's not going to well, cause that kind of commotion. And it, it all came to a head last night. They were kicking out fans for chanting, sell the team, in the fourth quarter. Now, the Knicks obviously claim they didn't do it. But you, you talk to the dozen fans that got kicked out for chanting it in that little group up in the corner that in the bottom bowl, they got kicked out for it. So it's just the fact that they would treat their legit number one fan. Yeah. And a former player like this, uh, you know, like the, the, it's just absolutely sickening. Yeah. And especially with Chris Stapps playing so well down in, in Dallas right now. Yeah. But he wanted out. He got his wish. There's a lot of guys that aren't as powerful as him there. I'm surprised Mitchell Robinson is still a neck. Yeah. Because he's good enough now where he could really say, I don't want to be here anymore. They, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad for RJ. I have a gut feeling LaMelo is going to end up there. <laughs> which would be great for LaMelo and his brand. LaVar spoke up about this. I thought LaVar wasn't involved with this anymore. I, he, I don't think he's as hands-on with him, actually. All I saw was a huge headline that said, LeVar says LeAngelo LaMelo would be perfect in New York. Uh, New York he, he also said LeAngelo would be uh, the leading scorer in the NBA in three seasons, which is crazy. Stop. Now, but here's what's not crazy. I, I could see LeAngelo ball on the NBA roster in three seasons. You could see Jello on a roster. Yeah. Know why? Why? He reminds me of P.J. Tucker. 6'6", six, six, wide as hell, can shoot the three. I've heard he has – can he shoot the three? Oh, my God. He, uh, so the Chino Hills team, that was yes. Lonzo, Jello, and LaMelo. Yeah. Guess who was the leading scorer on that team? Jello. Jello. Really? Yeah. Okay. They beat Matterday, the best team in the country, by 35 points or something stupid. Like So I wouldn't mind that. I've heard good things about Jello, mostly his – intangibles as he, in he like, had one bad off the court issue yeah. as far as his defense and that kind of stuff his quickness i've heard very good things about that obviously he's got good size 
and I've listen, I've I'm still not sold on Melo, but but I've warmed up to the fact. Yes, he would be very good for the Knicks. I even if he's not a good player, we've talked about this. Even if he doesn't pan out, it's still, still be good. good for the Knicks. It's yeah. still great for the Knicks. But he's good for whoever he goes to. Yes, I've but because I've because I was such a big fan of Lonzo both in college and with the Lakers and now with the Pelicans and seeing his growth at each spot. More so with the Pelicans now because there was something weird with developmental in the Lakers system. Um, I think it, I, th- I I I'm warming up to the fact that Lamelo could take that next step. I still wouldn't. I personally would not spend a high draft pick on him. But if I'm the Knicks, I probably would. You need something. So I actually attribute part of Lonzo's early career problems to his shoes. Like I know that no, no, <laughs> no, it's crazy. No, I, the I'm ankle injury because the ankle it, injuries yeah. like. Those shoes were not ready for court time, especially on an NBA player. I mean, his shot didn't help. No. <laughs> and his shot was whack. Yeah. But and they fixed that. His shot again, looks so much better. Lame- Mellows is a lot like it. Uh, actually, Mellows is a lot quicker. So Mellow. It's so, quicker, but it's the. It's well, it's not, Lonzo still actually starts at his chest and brings it up. It's just a quicker flick. Lonzo or Lamelo yeah. starts his shot at the like right at his nose. So the ball's already higher up and he's 6'8". That's kind of how I shoot too. He he's six but eight. I'm, They're saying that he could be almost six ten by the time he's done growing. To keep your arm at a ninety. I get that. At not, really, everyone he, shoots differently. Um, Lamelo. He still he. It feels like he's a lot like Lonzo. His elbow is out. Yeah, his elbow is out. But um, it's more of like a, a fling. But he's act like. He is. Did you and, watch any of the NBA, his NBL stuff from when he was in Australia? Again, I've only seen highlights, and you can make. He was dropping triple doubles. Like he dropped two triple. He was the youngest player. To, he has the two top spots for youngest triple doubles. Have there been any players to come out of that league into the NBA and been successful? Andrew, With, are there any Andrew na- Bogut, <laughs> Matthew Dellavedova? <laughs> okay, like I, they were. They're the third best league in the world. They were okay. Those two names that you just gave me were very Patty Mills. Again, okay, I'll even lump him in there. Very solid role players. Uh, okay, but Lamelo is dominating. A, he's a six-nine point guard that, uh, yes. with a shot as soon as he steps inside the gym. Delvadova was a guy who drank coffee pregame and he got dehydrated in the fourth quarter in the finals because of it. He was a very good defensive player. He was a good role uh, player for the, the These are two completely different players. Comparing Bogut, them is a disservice. I Again, I'm just... Bogut had one of the best... That's like, the sample size that I'm talking about, though, of, the, of people coming out of that league. Lamelo is going to be probably the leading scorer out of the freshman, the rookie class. I just want people to tamper their expectations I, a little. I'm telling you, he, he's going to average a double-double. It's his name that people no, are so excited I, about. I've been, I've been watching him. I'm telling you. He's, people need to tamper the I'm expectation. telling you, he is going to be really good. He He's going to be the best ball brother. He's going. He, I'm not that you think he I, could be. He no, could I be. know you think I'm crazy, but when you watch this kid's skill, when I you think, really watch... Like it, I'm not even talking about highlights. I would sit and I would actually stay up and watch your Australia games because I'm crazy. Yeah. I also watch a Facebook show, so I kind of got tied in that way. That's I watch. I stay um, up to watch WWE. So, so but you see the way Lon, or Lamelo was handling the ball, handling a team in Australia, a professional league full of still solid professional players who has sent out. Matthew Delvadova. Well, no, it's Andrew not even it's, a lot of those guys could go play over in Euroleague. They just don't want to leave Australia. And the money but is they, not good enough or like not a big enough difference for it to make sense. But they don't go to the NBA. I'm just saying I No, like I totally understand what okay. you're saying, but 
and keep in mind that MBL just started their Rising Stars program this year. This is the first year they've they've sure. done this. So you only get the guy for one year. Yeah. It's an X amount of dollars. That's it. Because RJ Hampton did the same thing. We haven't the last guy actually. The best example, two examples in my opinion. Well, I don't know if Brandon Jennings would be great because he he didn't go to high. He didn't even finish high school technically. Uh, but Emmanuel Moutier. Yes. Um, but he went to China. He went to China. Yes, correct. Correct. Um, he and he was also out for like two years and he got hurt too, which kind of yeah. doesn't help. He has. But he also is, he's a situational guy. Yeah. I feel like Lamelo in some fashion could be a plug and play at the one and two, whether he's off the bench or not, depending on how bad the team is that drafts him. Because I mean, looking at the NBA standings right now, he, I don't think he's going to end up on the Knicks because depending on how the lottery shapes out, the Knicks are going to be around that five spot. He's not lasting that long. You don't think so? I no. Mean, okay. Here's the other thing, and because I, uh, again, why I'm warming up to the fact that he probably will be picked top three, is because the MB, the the college, uh, uh, the the draft board isn't that. Well, strong. Wiseman won't be first now because he hasn't played in nine weeks but who is uh everyone's saying anthony edwards but that's just because he's got the most I still time might, i still might go for wiseman if i were the number one guy oh here's what's gonna happen warriors are gonna get the number one pick it's gonna happen they're the worst team in the nba they are going after who was the name that i saw they're, they they need james wiseman was it wiseman yeah that they need a center that's who they've been talking yes. about yeah, 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 yeah they yeah, need yeah. james wiseman I but guess what he, he can also do he can shoot exactly, which is horrifying. Oh God! Like because next year you get back Clay. Your starting lineup is Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and Eric Pascal. Yeah. Oh, God, Draymond that's... Green comes off the bench. No. Yeah. I Eric no, 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 I, no. I start Eric Pascal over Draymond Green. What? Yeah. Draymond Green's only averaging like ten points and eight rebounds. That's not enough but for me. But when you have Four other scorers on the you put Draymond, who is a facilitator and a defender. I Draymond runs the second unit, man. He's my George Hill. He's not a he. He's he's gonna have. He's already started that right now, though. Like, keep in mind that what the Warriors are right now is a second unit. <laughs> That's true. Like Juan Toscano Anderson, former Steph, Marquette player, Steph played tonight. Yeah, Steph is I think playing. Playing. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I forget their West um, Coast. So, but yeah, Juan Toscano Anderson on the Warriors, former Marquette guy. He didn't even get any. He. Didn't, couldn't register for the draft. He wasn't good enough, so he wouldn't play in Mexico for two years. Won an MVP down there. Now he's playing. He played in Santa Cruz for two seasons, and now he's playing on Golden right. State. So like that's what that roster is made up right now, and he's their like seventh or eighth player that's getting time. So Draymond Green is getting acquainted with these guys, and I think in the older age that he's getting to, he's starting to slow down more. Bender is getting good minutes. Yeah, Bender is getting a lot of solid minutes. That's how you know they're bad. Like, not, that's not a hit on dra- no. on Dragon Bender at all. I think he's still got a huge upside. He's only I mean, 23 he years old. from the Bucks, And now he's yeah. getting time on the Warriors. Yeah. Which, like, there, of course. There was, I had no worries about him finding a spot on a team when he got cut. There's a lot of teams that would want slash need him. Steph is currently, in nine minutes played, three points, three rebounds, three assists on one of four shooting. How many of those are from three? Probably the, yeah. well, no, actually, none. I don't know about the misses. But he is one for one from the free throw line. Oh, so it's an and one play. So he is 0 for 3 from 3. Wow. That's not a good way to cut. Well, no, you have to remember that hand injury. Exactly. It's a wrist he's injury, but little, he's got yeah. carpal tunnel like symptoms where Plus, he's got numbness. Their season is done. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't think you should have brought him back, but you can't stop Steph from playing him, if he's going to want to play. Let so him like, play so he can get back in a game rhythm. Like, what if he like tore his Achilles? I mean, that's true. Like, but he, that could be for anyone. Uh, 
but he's That's already anyone. ankle injuries are, and Steph Curry are are neck and like they're they're hand in hand. Back to I got what? what I, were, yeah, I don't even. We just went sell on the Knicks. Sell the Knicks. Sell the Knicks. I actually kind of want to hear a wiretap on James Dolan's conversations it. because they're. I don't know what the rules are about that, but I feel like they're allowed to do that because it's a private company. So I don't know what the actual rules are, but Clippers. I want to know. Destroyed the Rockets. One twenty to one hundred five. Yeah, fifteen's destroyed enough in the Western Conference. Hmm. Two teams at that caliber. I want to see what Russ shot. I'm just such a Russell hater. I want him to fail. I'm not a, like I don't like it. I didn't like him using no KC patent stats. I didn't like so, that. <laughs> eleven of twenty-seven. He scored twenty-nine, but of course on eleven of twenty-seven. Exactly. Uh, Fifteen rebounds, only five assists. He was over two from three. Good for him. But Harden went over eight. Harden has to shoot eight three-pointers a game. 16 that's... points. He went four for 17. Harden's, Harden takes 20 shots a game, and that's part of the game plan. Like, that, Ugh. Dan County puts that on the board. PJ the went game. one for five. Covington went one for four. Covington was a great pickup for them. House went six for 10. Gordon went two for eight. McElmore went 0 for 6. You, you have a bad night. <laughs> I love it. I mean, the fact that they kept it within 15 and had that bad of a night is actually pretty impressive. I'm not, I'm not that impressed with the Clippers. Oh no! They're still they're, good, but they Paul should be. Paul George should is not going to be there his whole contract period. Let's talk about the Clippers. Yeah, no, he will not be. I'm surprised. I, I, he's I think still he'll there. be gone this summer. Um, Kawhi went 25.6 rebounds, five assists on 18 or eight of 15 shooting. Pretty good. Yeah, just over 50. Uh, Paul only had 13 on five of 13 shooting. Yikes! Yeah, that's not too great. No, Zubac had 17 and 12 rebounds, six yeah. for six shooting. What a beast! Yeah, nothing else really. That oh, Montrez nineteen off the bench. Let's go. I don't understand why he's not starting. He should be Montrez. He I've was a, he, he was great last season. In the I've been role. such a big fan of Montrez Harrell ever since he got drafted out of Louisville. Um, he played, uh, he, yeah, he was he was there, but then he was in. Where was he before? I, I, he was in Houston. Maybe it was just Houston. I don't know. Anyway, I don't think either of those teams really stand that much of a chance against the Lakers. I don't know. I, the, yeah, the Lakers are just – you've got two MVP candidates on your team. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there's there's not too much of a competition out there, I don't think. The Clippers were your one chance. Yeah. Um, CP3. So I guess they're talking about moving him this offseason. I'm, again, surprised he's still there. He want he kind of wanted to stay. He like, kind of does. That's the way he's making it sound. And honestly, if he ends his career in OKC, it's kind of like sweet full circle because he was playing up there with the Hornets during the hurricane. So, <laughs> report. <laughs> the uh, Knicks are gathering info about CP3 ahead of potential summer move. <laughs> Here's my new report. <laughs> Chris Paul is not that fucking stupid. Like, are you are you serious? Who's reporting that? Um, it's on the score. Let me see where uh, Andrew Joe Porter or Potter. Yeah, I think he's on crack. Um, that's oh, no. not happening. League sources told Frank uh, ESPN's Frank. Isol I, yeah, Isol the Knicks can gather as much information as they want. They're not getting Chris Paul. Chris Paul does not want to be a part of that. No, probably not. Unless they change owners. Which it, it's not going to happen. There's not enough going on. The board of governors would have to talk about it, and they don't want to deal with it. And by the way, they call them the owners are the board of governors. They call them that now to make it sound a little less plantation-y. 
which is awful. But so for those right. of you listening, Ko just made a, a big O face. And Jamal, Jamal Murray for the win for Denver. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Jamal Murray's one of those sleeper guys too. That's why Denver is playing really him. well. He I, he's up there for for most improved too. Will Barton the goat? Did you see this? He was inbounding. <laughs> And he just threw it off of some guy's back and then dunked it. Oh, uh, yeah. Dominique James did that when he was at Marquette a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Will Barton. Um, winning MVP is never motivated. Let's shut up, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's like, oh, I'm already in the Hall of Fame. You yeah. know, I can't really do anything to cramp my style at this point. So I'm just going to I'm gonna look like I'm a thug. Well, not thug, but like he's got the, um, the do-rag after the games. He's, right. he's sitting with his shirt off and he... It's like he's waiting for a bunch of women to come around and like get her, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. As soon as the reporters are gone, bitches come in. Like, it's that kind of garbage. That's what it looks like he's doing. Not only were Knicks fans escorted out, but one cl- fan claimed that he was interrogated after after leading this. The, you know, the Adam Silver's in New York right now. He's like, gotta be. He's gotta be between. Between asking the Nets why they didn't sit sit Kyrie out earlier and have the surgery earlier instead of having the cortisone shot, and with the Knicks going on with the Knicks, that's two reasons he should be in New York. Luca broke Dallas's career triple double record. Yeah, twenty three, right? Twenty second. Twenty twenty second. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh huh. Career. Yeah. Second season. Jesus Christ. Um. Actually, amazing. so here's what I'm going to tell you. I love that, He's dude. not going to be as good right away, but I would actually compare Lamelo a little bit more. Stop. No, 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 no. Listen, let me finish. <laughs> he will be closer to Luca than anybody that's come out of Australia because of his size. And well, he, no shit. I'm how not... many how how many years has he played? Has he played professional basketball now? Luca? No, yeah. no, Lamelo. Oh, okay. Luca's but playing against overseas competition. How many is, years is did Del- lot... How many years did Delavadova play? Well. Also, keep in mind, Dolovadova is like six foot one. I know. Okay. Two. Andrew Bogut. <laughs> Andrew Bogut can do one thing. I'm just saying. LaMelo is a well-rounded athlete. That, um, that's why I'm talking triple doubles wise. When you're getting triple yes. doubles on grown men. Uh, yes. That's really impressive. And the NBL, the third best league in the world. I'm just saying. Hairs behind EuroLeague. Tamper expectations. He's he's gonna come out <laughs> averaging at least a double double. You are telling me that this man is gonna be Luka Doncic. No, not I did I not say okay, I, I said a much cl- watered down version. He's going to be he's like more compared. There's compa- a lot of those. He's gonna be more comparable to Luka than anybody else that's come out of there. There's a lot of those. He he's going to have triple doubles. He's probably going to lead all the whole rookie class in triple doubles. Again, the rookie class isn't that strong. R.J. Hampton's gonna be really solid. Anthony Edwards is gonna be really good. Anthony Edwards is going to be really but good. Are they going to be Luka Doncic? I'm just giving. Well, you no, shit. none of them. I know. But I'm like, just giving you shit. Like, if you're gonna, that, that's. <laughs> I've done a lot of research on the Ball family in general, and I knew going in, Lonzo was going to have a career at some point. But he's more of a fit per team. That's why he's yes. doing so well in New Orleans right now. He should have been good with LA. He should have, but that was also not necessarily just... his fault. There's a lot of things going on. So. Um. Okay. So, anything else NBA wise that you want to bring up? Not. Not particularly. I just I really want to see the Knicks get sold, man. I there's there's no reason that they should be allowed should to do what they're doing. Yeah, we the a lot of NBA. Um, one thing I guess we'll, we can probably keep this episode a little short. There's not much else that I want to talk about. Yeah, I, I haven't. Yell, I have, well, Yelich. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I was well. I was just gonna bring up. I haven't watched too much XFL 
<laughs> I did for the first couple of weeks. Did I you, still follow. Did you see the Vipers quarterback slash running back Flowers requested a trade and then redacted it <laughs> two days later? I think <laughs> no, Vince McMahon gave him a little bit of a phone call. Like that's what I'm putting my money on. Listen, I Quentin just, Flowers. I need Vince to focus more on the XFL because WWE has been shit. Honestly, the W even if he doesn't focus on the WWE for the next couple of years, it's not going to go anywhere. Like I think it's big enough at this point to where he could have somebody else take over WWE oh, stuff and he'd be totally. In fact, as soon as Vince McMahon dropped the N word on WWE, ah. I knew I was ready for, as a joke. That was a comedic bit. It was that supposed he to be, yeah. wrote, dude, dude, dude. The amount of things that he has written and his kids. He had a story. He wanted to write a story that his kids were having, were, were together. Yeah. That his son and his daughter. Yep. Oh, my God. And then his his daughter, who is dating Triple H, or is married to Triple H, but at the point, I don't know if they were married or whatever. At one point, he wanted to do, he was doing a fake son, or a illegitimate son storyline. That he had no idea where he had no end game for this story. He was writing it as he went. At one point, he he pitched it to Triple H that you were my illegitimate son and you've been banging your sister this whole time. God, I hate him. The only problem is there's no like there's no governing body over WWE no, over he, just wrestling in general. He's, he's in charge of it. He surrounds himself with yes men. Yeah, or he just doesn't. He's just up on the pedestal. Whether well, it's yeah. yes men or not, even like, if it's it, not yes just, men, he just—it's just, it's his. It's, it's... God, he I mean, so who, much who would you? I'll say, who would you have take it over? Triple H. It, but like are a they group like... of a group, Shane. So Shane McMahon is still there. Shane, yeah. Shane, Shane has been good. Stephanie, I wouldn't mind Stephanie. Like it, it needs. So to you be, want more of a collective? It needs to be Hunter. It needs to be Hunter's Triple H. Hunter, Steph, Shane. Um, I want Kevin Dunn out of there. He's the head producer. He's trash too um but paul Heyman, who's there who's who's there he's already the head creative of, of raw right now oh okay. and he's been mwah, he's yeah. been really good oh yeah you can tell when vince has his hand in things <laughs> but and but you can tell when <laughs> what's up man i'm like what <laughs> i know but you can tell when paul has his hand in things and it's, yeah and it's a lot better than what vince does so yeah i want a collective i want triple h because what triple h is doing with nxt is phenomenal and, yeah. and it's it's a lot more free. It's a lot more creative. People like it. There's main roster people that are wanting to go down. There's people leaving for AEW. There's a lot of different things. The main roster is in trouble as long as Vince is well, there. Well, minus what's going on with coronavirus stuff right now, New Japan was, is still picking up steam even over here. Yeah, they're still doing well. Um, I think they're, they're, they're working on starting a U.S. division, actually. They're going to end up getting bought out by AEW, I think. No. I, if AEW buys anyone i don't think they will buy anyone there will be partnerships what i think it and so this is already so do you think it'll be like a partnership of everybody outside of wwe mostly yes because i think that'd be really cool so here so story time there's this group called the bullet club and at one point I, the, I, i've heard of that the yeah. bullet club once consisted of these guys who are now the elite who are now running all elite wrestling except for this one guy who was a part of this group and was really good friends with them called marty scroll he is still currently working with Ring of Honor and with New Japan. Is Ring of Honor was, and New Japan connected? No, but yes. In a way, kind yeah, of. They're, like their buddy a, buddy. Yeah. So Marty was supposed to sign with AW and go with his buddies. His contract was just later. He had to work it out and then go. And that was it was supposed to happen. But 
Ring of Honor offered him major money, like WWE main roster money, to keep him. And they offered him head a part of head creative. Now, is Ring of Honor big enough to really be giving out money like that? Yes. Yeah, actually, yes. I think they got bought by some big company. I want to say Sinclair, but that might be what it, who who bought Impact. No, I think that was Ring of Honor. Because I know Impact is still kind of catching a little steam, too-ish. <laughs> Again, yes and no. Um, so anyway, so Marty is now huge with the Ring of Honor, and he still works with New Japan. There's talks that that's going to be the bridge that can bring AW and at least Ring of Honor together, which would be big. Again, New J they should work together is what should happen. They should all work together right now because of a lot of the elite and a lot of the talent from AEW left New Japan kind of in that when they had plans for these guys, they just kind of left them. So there is a little bit of bad blood, but current AEW champion John Moxley is also New Japan uh, United States champion right now. Ah, uh, so you have your little connection already so placed there, there for you. He's a dual you. champion. Chris Jericho. Well, that's still... the beauty of independent contractors. Because the WWE, the WWE abuses it. Yes. But everybody else outside of it, it sounds like it's working really well. Yes, and it, it and it has been. I just hope that they, they work together better so that they can, you know, they can loan out people. And I want eventually Ring of Honor to almost become a uh developmental system like nxt is how, for wwe how awesome would it be if they developed some sort of like fifa cloud for like for wrestling so like everybody was under like a governmental yeah. body so this that way they could have health insurance for all the wrestlers i just want them all to work together i want there to be like a well, i i understand that i'm talking about like from a health perspective though I'm, yes. like, i want to make sure they have health insurance because they're which independent contractors. Which apparently AEW people do. Yeah, and the WWE still doesn't, but they're, no. they're working on it. <laughs> yeah. like Vince McMahon They said. don't have health care. They don't pay for travel. Nope. They don't pay for hotel rooms. Nope. They don't pay for food. Nope. Uh, actually, WWE said that they're- They started, cater. Yeah, well, they, they're they paying for everything but travel and hotel is what they're saying but now. they still don't have health care. No, they still don't have health care, <laughs> which is probably the biggest one. Um, but they have doctors on site- that and those just, oh they my throw God. pills at you. That's what they do. They throw Z-Packs at you when you have a staff infection. And then you shit yourself on stage. Have you heard? Yeah. Have you heard the whole CM Punk yes, story? Yeah. yeah. I, he, he, there's I'm a really gonna, good little documentary on YouTube about it. There's a podcast, too, that he talks with I, his I, I, I don't, friend. And actually, Cabana. they have they have blurbs, I think, from that because Probably, he talks about yes. it. And he goes, I was so high I kinda fucked up on Z-Packs, I shit myself live on stage. Yes. I kind of want to watch that documentary then. Yeah, there's a bunch anyway. of them. There's a bunch of YouTubers that do this stuff. AEW on its own, even if even if they don't, I think it, at some point, even if it's years in the future, they will have good relations with those two companies. But as of right now, they're fine on their own. I think they yeah. they are great TV deal. So good, their TV deal. They already got an extension so on it. They're already working on a second show. Yeah, for that T for TNT. Is that going to be a like a we second night, or is it going to be like a three hundred five live? Or we don't know yet. Okay. Um, the three hundred five live is fucking sick. Two hundred five live <laughs> or two hundred five. Yeah. Three. It, it it is a it's eleven o'clock. So you're like, right. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Uh, there's talks about it being another show. There. It. In my opinion, it should be. Um. Only because those wrestlers are only wrestling once a week, and some of them aren't even wrestling once a week. So, like, the, especially the young ones who are still green, who are still learning, they need to wrestle more frequently to get better. Um, so there should be, you know, the, uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I absolutely love the direction that AEW is going in. They're, they're consistent. They listen to the fans. 
they know what they're doing. They're good to their people. Apparently, it's a family environment backstage, is what a lot of people are reporting. I I just absolutely love everything. You know who my favorite wrestler in AEW is, and it's because of New Japan. Definitely Kenny Omega. Yes, hundred percent. I watched his to- I watched his Tokyo Dome fight with who from um, Brock Osweiler or Osweiler. Is that the dude from Ireland that like flips around? Brock or not not Brock? Um, um, it. Osprey, Osprey. Oh, that's Will Osprey. Osprey. That's who it is. Will Osprey. Great match. Yeah, that was. So my roommate at the time was like, "Dude, I know you're not that into wrestling, <laughs> but you're gonna want to watch this. Great, match. this is gonna get you into wrestling." And um, then I watched WrestleMania every year since. If you so. if you really want to watch another Kenny one, well, oh, from this past weekend even, Kenny's really Dude, good. It's a tag team match. I, I need to watch AEW a little more. You honestly should. It's fucking phenomenal. A lot better than WWE. Yes. Look up from this past weekend, AEW Revolution, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page defend their tag titles against the Young Bucks. Genuinely, and I'm not even saying, it's not even me saying this, it's other people, professional journalists for wrestling saying this, genuinely the best tag team match ever. (laughs) Ever. And if you can watch the little promo package beforehand kind of telling the story, it helps just so that you know the story going into it. All right. I'm going to have to watch that. It's looks good. fucking phenomenal. I've already watched it twice. <laughs> I, Kenny, like, the, has Kenny Omega ever been in WWE? No. And, and uh, I think it's going to stay that way, right? He almost did. I was going to say, I feel like recently, too, probably when almost he, happened. When, he, when his New Japan contract was up around this time last year. Uh, it was that it was July or January when last AEW year. was looking for people when AEW was beginning yeah when they announced uh-huh. the company um his contract was up WWE offered him money and they offered him money well money. yeah WWE like, money they they've got the money to do it. um but he ultimately obviously wanted to stay with his friends he wanted his cr- uh, creative control it wasn't as much money but he wanted to do this but yeah he, well now so it no, will be he, <laughs> exactly so no it's he's never in. been there but there was a chance he never will be now. None of them will. Which is fine. But and I think a perk of having like the overarching federation kind of governing body is it'll make it a lot easier for your cross your your cross exactly. uh, um company. Well I think all, all it needs to be is a is a is an agreement between all the top guys. You have whoever the, the top three guys from Ring of Honor, AEW, and New Japan, and they just get together once a Could week. Could you just imagine an AEW versus New Japan WrestleMania styled event? They already do uh the New Japan Supercard. They do it's it's New Japan and Ring of Honor. They do a show together. But could you imagine just putting a well if you even threw AEW in there? It was that's three, what I'm saying. Like yeah, all like, three of them. That's in what one that's show. basically what that show was about two years ago when all of these guys from AEW yeah, were, were there in, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. like it really should happen and I think it will eventually. Like I said, a lot of guys are already working double duty. They're already working a lot yeah. of independent shows. So yeah. No, I, it, I'm this is the form of wrestling I'm gonna let my kids watch. Because like the WWE stuff is like it's it's the story is either really good or really bad. Yeah. And no, actually SmackDown's not really been too awful. Oh God, it's been terrible. <laughs> it's been really bad. It's Dude, last so bad. week literally oh my God. And it used to be the other way around too. This will be a short rant. Literally <laughs> They had an advertised Elimination Chamber match for the number one contendership for the Universal Championship. Instead, Goldberg, the new Universal Champion, 50, Goldberg. 53 years old, I might add, walks out and he says, who's next? Roman Reigns comes out and says, I'm next. That's it. 
no elimination chamber number one contendership match it's just he's next they put up a match graphic wrestlemania roman versus goldberg later that night john cena comes out and says wrestlemania spots should be earned not given <laughs> yeah you're right john but so he's like okay so i'm gonna <laughs> where have you been for the last year <laughs> so he's like i'm gonna sit out of mania this year let someone else take my spot he starts leaving the fiend comes out points at the wrestlemania sign why is the fiend pointing at the wrestlemania sign and then John just tips his cap, and now the match is official that John Cena versus The Fiend. Which is going to be really cool. It's going to be great. Both matches are great. Both what, those... What's The Fiend going to do at WrestleMania? He's going to murder John Cena. I, where's he going to disappear and like come out of nowhere from? The pirate ship, hopefully. <laughs> Like what if he like got no, like one I, of those like jetpacks and like flew down from the pirate no, ship? No, I don't need any of that. He needs to walk to the ring because his entrance is genuinely my favorite entrance in wrestling right now. I don't know if you've ever seen his actual entrance. It's amazing. He needs to go down there. He needs to choke the ever living shit out of John Cena with his mandible claw, and that needs. I to like be it when he comes in and out of the ring. No, that's I don't. so I, cool. It's freaky. I it's don't hate so it. Cool. I don't hate it. But this, th his entrance is too good. It'll be yeah. a good match. You, but you want to talk about a really well built character, like the fiend is like, it's, <laughs> yes, but no, it is from Bray is, Wyatt's. Standpoint. Is it too radical for you? No, no, no. I love it. Genuinely, it's my favorite thing in yeah, WWE yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. But WWE <laughs> does not care about it. Obviously, because they just had 53-year-old Goldberg beat him for the Universal Championship. He, by the way, Goldberg still looks great. He looks great, and he's I'm sure awesome. he's not feeling great, though. No, probably not. He And it was in Saudi Arabia, so there's already the, the whole the, everything with that. So, wait, let's get back to The Fiend really quick. Do you sure. think The Fiend would fit better in AEW? <laughs> no. I think he works well with WWE if they got behind a character, but they never get behind a character yeah. unless they want it to, and then they still fuck it up. They've had chance after chance after chance to get Roman Reigns right. Yeah. And they're still they're going to fail again because they're going to have him beat Goldberg. I just it, it it's I, so I, maybe they're trying to draw back in some old fans. I think that's all they I think have, that's though. I think that's exactly like on they're the, not getting new people. On Wednesday nights when AEW and NXT go head to head, the only uh age what's the word I'm looking for? Demographic that they win every week in the ratings. The older people? Is the 50 plus. Yeah. That's the only one that NXT wins. Well, also, NXT is And that's their biggest... NXT is technically minor league. And well, yes. Like, if, if I'm going to try But to it's still the better show out of the three. Yeah. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. No, I know. But, like... I... What, and that's their main demographic for Mondays and Fridays, too. Yeah. Is the 50 pluses. That's But that's the thing eventually they're going to run out of nostalgia acts. Eventually, Goldberg's not going to be able yeah, to wrestle. How, how long Undertaker's, is Triple H going to be able to wrestle? Undertaker, exactly. Triple, oh, God. Triple how many H injuries has he had? A lot. <laughs> like, Undertaker, how many of these guys have retired and then come back because they don't have anything else they can do? They don't have enough money. Or the WWE's like, we need you or we're going to disappear. Genuinely, I just rewatched a pay-per-view from six years ago. The Hardy Brothers, another good example. They still have some gas. From a creative standpoint, in the, the ring, creative standpoint, I'm talking from a body no, standpoint. I, I, They're I, both fried. Matt, Jeff can actually still move. Who who jumped off the top of the cage? Jeff. That's Jeff. He, you're telling me he can walk? Yeah. Like he just got cleared again. Oh my! Um, Matt can barely move. You mean cleared? He got give hand another Z pack. No, what was that? Okay, no. So I just watched a pay per view from six years ago, WrestleMania 30. 
Undertaker lost his streak to Brock Lesnar. He was concussed in that match, unfortunately. It was a terrible match. During that match, after that match, the reports were, I don't know how much longer Undertaker can go. Uh, he has gone six plus years and had God knows probably 30 matches. And they've all, uh, I, I'll give him a couple of them have been decent, but I he's like slow. See, I like seeing him, but God, he's slow. He needs to retire. There's you, been so many opportunities where he should have retired. It's like Shaq trying to play basketball again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, he's old. He's big watching, and he's slow. I started watching basketball when Shaq was still in the Celtics. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh no, I I was I. That was like his last season. Yeah, I w- I remember watching Shaq in Phoenix. Oh God. <laughs> like that. I think that's the earliest Shaq I remember watching on TV and being super interested. I had in him. The, I, before I started watching, I had NBA Two K Five where he was in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So I do remember that. Um. Yeah, I with D Wade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I remember that. Because I think D Wade was the first year. Or maybe the second year at a young age, I remembered him at Marquette, mm-hmm. or like maybe just after he got out, after that Final Four yeah. in New Orleans. Um, but let, let's talk about Yelich before we end yeah. this here because we've been going. We have been going for a while. So yeah, Christian Yelich uh, re-upped with the Milwaukee. It, so it, actually, I have it written down because I had it for Hawk Talk. It's two hundred fifteen million dollars, eight years guaranteed with a nine-year mu- ninth-year mutual team up team player option. Yep. By the time his contract is up, he will be bronze current age. Yeah. Um, Love that. And I don't think he's going to be juicing, so I'm not worried about him. <laughs> true. Um, the Even knee- though that's what we thought about Braun, So Also true. Knee issues will be an issue, but Braun also had them. He's staying under the same medical staff, yep. which is really going to help him. I don't think Lorenzo Cain's going anywhere. I'm kind of sad Mike Moustakis left. There's been talks about trading Kane, and I just hate I don't think Yelich wants him to. And if Yelich doesn't want him to, I don't think Mark will let him. I don't think we need to. No, I keep him out there. We have options in the outfield. I listen. I a lot of people say that oh the Reds really bolstered their roster and they're gonna be. I mean the White Sox really bolstered their roster too. In our division, people. Some people are picking the Reds. No, listen. The Reds are gonna be a lot better than they were last year, but they're not gonna be beating us. They're still not gonna be the Brewers. The Brewers upgraded their roster from last year. In my opinion, if you look head to toe. That roster is better. I think losing Moustakis is big. Yes, but we also picked up a catcher who had better stats than Grendel. Losing Grendel True. was big. Yeah. But we picked up a catcher with good stats. His defense isn't as good, but we still have Pena to throw him in. And watching Keston here hit. Keston, oh my. Did you see his home run today over the batter's eye in center field? Oh, was that only today? Or yesterday? I like, think it, still, yes. Like 470-some feet. Crank that, bitch. <laughs> that, was all, that was an off-speed pitch. He cranked it. Off-speed low. He's a tiny dude. Like it, he's he, impressive. He's hurt. He the um, core power on that man. Justin Smoke at first base. Can't wait. Yeah, that's that's. It'll be really exciting to have a good first baseman. Can't wait for that. Like because um, he's got a bat too. Avisel Garcia. Yeah, that'll be nice. The good pickup. He can play just about anywhere. We got a new shortstop. I still can't remember his name, um, but we have him who can also play third. We also got Brock Holt. What, what I'm can, so excited about what, Brock what can Brock Holt do right now. Like I mean, like like where where's where's he gonna be playing? Third or short? We have options on the infield. Yeah, oh, we have and, options. And, outfield's, we still, and outfield's never been a problem, so exactly. we're fine. And not only do we have those guys that we just mentioned, and Keston at second, Keston's gonna be at second, but we also still have Arcia, who I I still think Arcia has potential to be a fantastic player yeah. if he ever gets his. Cons- oh yeah. if he ever gets his hitting consistent. 
the power's there. I mean, honestly, I still see him as a trade piece. I do too. Unfortunately, but I love him too much. He's so good defensively. He's he's so phenomenal. Good. Like seeing him at shortstop when you like even watching on TV, but when you go to a game and see him playing shortstop, he, you feel comfortable with him there. He was my first legit Brewers jersey that I bought. Yeah. My first legit. I love. Ask any of my friends. I'm the biggest RCS stand. I wish he could hit. I do it. You have no idea. You know what's crazy? He's like better Ricky Weeks, but a shortstop. Two years ago, yes. Two years ago, when he hit three playoff home runs, you should have heard me. (laughs) I was. He deserved. It's not that he's not working. He's really is. He he's got a future. Um, I'm trying. But I'm. I wasn't worried about the position players. I was worried about the bullpen. See, okay, the pitchers are still. That's up in the like. We got Freddie. Freddie's probably going to be our so, ace, right? Yeah, and we upped Freddie. Yeah, we, we upped him for like six Freddy. years. I think our who is our ace? Um, I sell. It's going to be Freddie. We're getting Brent Suter back. So, Woodruff actually is our opening day starter. Oh, Brandon Woodruff, and I really love that. I really like Brandon Woodruff. Here's the only reason I would have Freddie Peralta be our our opening day starter. He's too inconsistent. He's our future. He is our future. You're like, correct. He, Which is why I don't want him opening day starter because fair. the last five seasons, our opening day starter sucks for the rest of the season. Honestly, true. Because now that I think about it, having Gallardo start off the seasons for as many years as he did, and then when he started not being the day one, he actually had decent After seasons. After Gallardo, every single f- s- opening day starter has been terrible yeah. for that season. Now that I think about I it, mean, who, right. I mean, well, then let's not have let's not let Brandon Woodruff start. That's also true. But he's Throw also, someone else out. But there. Brandon Woodruff is also just like scary consistent. Like, I love him. One of the most consistent pitchers in all of baseball. So we got Woodruff. We got Suter coming back. Hopefully he can. I think he'll be able to get back out there. Freddie Peralta. Um, we have Corbin Burns who could still. He's start. still young, isn't he? He's like he's yeah. He's pretty young. Like, he was like, a rookie two years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's other guys. Isn't Corbin Burns playing the field too? Is he one of those like dual position no. guys? He was a bullpen guy, and they tried to make him a a starter. Yeah, didn't work well. Whatever happened to Tyler Thornburg? <laughs> we, we sent him to Boston a couple years. I got ago. to uh, go to his rookie debut or oh. his uh, his first start when he hit, hit the double. That was really cool. I was at Corbin Burns' first start. Who else's debut? Corbin Burns actually, I feel like he could be really good. Brett he, Phillips. He says, so. yeah, Brett Phillips was pretty solid. All we had. I was I at mean, his debut. Yeah, um, the Brewers are really good bringing up guys to their minor league system. We have a lot of names, and especially bullpen. Like bullpen, we have David Phelps, we have Devin Williams, we have Eric Lore, we have Josh Lindbaum, who can actually start too. I forgot about Lindbaum. Adrian Hauser, we still have Alex Claudio. Oh, that's nice. Oh, Ray Black, yeah. Brett Anderson. We have names. I hope Claudio Knebel coming back is gonna. Okay, be... I hope Cla- Claudio and Knebel don't end up in the uh, Axford Hoffman <sighs> spell where teams start figuring them out. I hope. Oh, Hater. Well, although Hater was still really. I was about to say, hey, Hater wasn't striking out two guys anymore; just one guy in a row, which is fine. Yeah, I'm game. But yeah. Yeah, I listen. I'm still not impressed. I over the last three seasons, I have been begging. The Milwaukee Brewers to sign a pitcher, and it has not happened. But they still make it work. If we got a and pitcher, they might, just imagine they how might. good we were. But like, I, could you imagine if we even just got like Justin Verlander for a year? And there's a lot of guys that I didn't even mention. We could get a, a. There's still room, and there's still ability to get a starting pitcher of that caliber. And I, God, we need to. Every year, I tell myself that we need to trade for one, and we never do. 
I was like, let's make a blockbuster for Strasburg. Like, let's go all out. Because that's what we did for Grinky. Remember how well that went after we got Grinky? Go get to Grom or Syndergaard. They're on the trade block every year. I feel feel like Grinky was the last pitcher we traded for. That was big time. And that was huge. Like, he was so influential for Milwaukee. Yeah. He was. I loved him. Yeah. (laughs) I was so sad the day we traded him away. Like... We just haven't had a good pitcher since him. Yeah, we should got it. Yeah, we got we got to start wrapping this up. Yeah, but I like where the Brewers are. Definitely, I'm very excited for opening day. Most definitely. Okay, that is it for today. Thank you all. A lot for of listening. basketball today. A lot of basketball today, which is fine. It's That's that what time gotta, of the year. Yeah, exactly. That's what we got to talk about. Um, we will be talking more baseball as we come up. I might even start. I'm gonna try to start watching more hockey because playoffs is coming up for that, and the Penguins are good again. So don't you worry. I will be your leading correspondent on the Little League World Series. Yes, love that. I'm gonna be paying attention to it this year. Super entertaining. If you want to hear more WWE talk, find first or three count. Yeah, three count review on Twitter, <laughs> or you can find it on iTunes or Spotify. Um, subscribe to this podcast, First Round KO, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast from. Five star review on iTunes. Please follow us on Spotify. Like, that's how we get, that's the numbers that, yep, that's how we get noticed. Um, on on Twitter at FRKO Podcast. I'm at Olson2K20 at Hanson McElvain. M C I L V A I N E, last name. Don't get it wrong. All the links are in the description below. Please follow us for good content. Um, yeah, merch on Redbubble, new three count merch on Redbubble, which I'm probably going to get a shirt of because I made them look dope. <laughs> anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege. Trust me on beliefs, so catch us going through the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the J Dilla Dilla. Need another dollar, dollar in Manila. So vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run. Tongue drip sliced down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace and Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace and Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.